Hello friends and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode number 58, Home for the Holidays. My name is Pete and joining me tonight is Tom. How you doing Pete? We're two guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop and men, let's do Disney. So no Madigan tonight. Yeah, we'll certainly certainly miss him, but we will power through. Uh, obviously, we missed last week with you guys, so did not want to miss back-to-back weeks. Uh, and we got a pretty fun and exciting episode planned for you. We do. This is my favorite time of year at Disney. We're getting really, really close to Christmas time. I know it's only October, and it doesn't seem like it, but Christmas at Disney is right around the corner. Yeah, it's, when we were discussing the ideas, I asked Pete, I said, are you sure this is not too soon? And, I mean, Pete said... Man, it's right around the corner, and if people are planning a Disney trip, we're almost at that 60-day window if you're going to go on Christmas Day, so this is the time to be planning. Yep, so obviously we're going to talk about Disney at Christmas time, and really Christmas time at Disney is going to last from November until the end of December, so very long period. Before we get into that, let's go to Tom with the news. What do we got this week, Tom? A lot of news to catch up on from last week and this week, so we'll just go ahead and dive right in. And our first bit of news is a rumor, but a big rumor at that. Spaceship Earth to receive a two-plus-year renovation. I know you've heard us discuss Spaceship Earth and a potential renovation numerous times on our podcast, but it looks like with some sponsorships changing that this may be coming more true. Uh, It looks like the Spaceship Earth refurbishment would start early 2020 and not be done until about the second half of 2022. Uh, It looks like they'd have to change a lot of the scenes in the first half of the attraction up until the Industrial Revolution scene, which means Rome, uh, the Phoenicians, the Renaissance, all those would would see a change. And from that point until the end of the attraction, the rest of the scenes are going to get completely redone, including the parts about computers, technology, because let's face it, I mean, that scene is not necessarily the future or even modern day. So it's a lot of changes that could take place. I think in general, it, it would be great to update Spaceship Earth. And with everything... Coming to Epcot, maybe it could handle Spaceship Earth being down for two and a half, two and a half years, two plus years, whatever it ends up being. Uh, Pete, any thoughts on this one? Yeah, I think we all saw this coming, right? With as dated as this attraction is getting, the sponsorship ending, and then the maybe, maybe not leak that was occurring. This structure is getting pretty old, and it probably needs some work anyway. So they probably just elected to go ahead and do the whole thing while they're at it. Yeah, one thing I will add, just it is a rumor at this point. Disney has not come out and confirmed any of this. So while we are fairly to extremely confident this is going to happen, it is not completely a done deal at this point. Uh, So we'll continue to monitor it. And of course, when Disney does come out with the news that it's going to happen, we will be uh, here to tell you about it. One of Matt's favorite parts of the episode here, we're going to take the monorail ride over to Magic Kingdom. Looks like Halloween night is now sold out for Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. I believe this is the fourth night so far this year that they've announced a sellout. You know, when, when we did it, I do not believe it was sold out that night. When I did Very Merry, it did sell out. So it's kind of a crapshoot. Most nights you'd be able to, to look and, and get tickets pretty close to the event. But obviously Halloween night is a big deal for this event. So it does not surprise me one bit that it is sold out. So if you were looking to go for Halloween night, uh, just you know, kind of plan to go a little bit before if you do want to take in Mickey's Not So Scary. Yeah, if you're dead set on going a specific night, it's probably best to go ahead and buy your tickets in advance anyway. Yeah, especially this, this close to Halloween. Absolutely. Moving over to Hollywood Studios. 
Looks like Disney Junior Dance Party will debut December 22nd. This is something we've also kind of continued to bring up that they are bringing a new Disney Junior Dance Party uh, to, to uh, Hollywood Studios, and it will include Mickey Mouse, which is pretty exciting. I believe the show will have DJ DJ and host Finn Fiesta invite everyone in for the party. Uh, it'll create an incredible interactive atmosphere for kids to sing, dance, and play along with some of their favorite Disney Junior stars. Some of the some of the ones I've seen listed are Doc McStuffins, Timon from The Lion Guard, and Vampirina from the wait, wait, Disney wait. Junior series. The Lion Guard. Yeah, it is called The Lion Guard. Actually, that, that was news to me as well. <laughs> How do you feel about that? <laughs> I wish you guys could see Pete's face right now. I'm not really sure what the Lion Guard is. Yeah, it's um. I'm not sure either. I'm not sure either, Pete. <laughs> However, you know these are characters we've seen continue to pop up as bigger characters within Disney. So it doesn't really surprise me that, that these are some of the ones I know. You will have Mickey Mouse races, uh, or rather, Mickey Mouse will race in from Mickey and the Road Racers. Roadster Racers is the show, actually. Uh, just in time for the big finale. So you parents out there, if these are characters your kids would be fired up to see, that show will begin just before Christmas, December 22nd. Continuing on through the episode here, going to move over to Animal Kingdom. Looks like we have some operating hours for various Animal Kingdom attractions being reduced back. I'll go ahead and tell you, this is typical of this time of the year. Uh, as park hours reduce, some of these attraction hours will be pulled back as well. Some of the main ones being hit are Kilimanjaro Safaris, uh, the Gorilla Falls Exploration Trail, Cali River Rapids, uh, and I believe the Jungle Trek as well. Uh, looks like Kilimanjaro will now close at 7.45 p.m. Uh, and then move all the way back to 6.30 p.m. in the month of November. The Jungle Trek is closing at 5 p.m. now. Gorilla Falls will close at 4.30. And Cali River Rapids will open at 9.30 and then close at 7.30. That's an early closing for Cali River Rapids. As the weather gets colder, I don't know that this would... You know, these attractions aren't popular that late at night, uh, especially once it's dark. Cali River Rapids, fun attraction, but it's not necessarily fun to be soaked. Well, and I've ridden, I've ridden Cali River Rapids in December before, and Disney actually sets up heaters. Yeah. So it's not, it's not super cold in Florida in December, but it's cold enough that uh, you, you definitely don't want to be walking around soaking wet at night. Yeah, it's definitely not the most comfortable situation to be in. Uh, staying with the news here, and, and this is we're going to hit the big chunk pieces of news here between Disney Springs, some general news, and resort news. Uh, so bear, hang in there with me. Looks like new shops and restaurants announced for Disney Springs. Uh, this week, Disney Tales will be opening inside the Marketplace Co-op, and it'll bring Disney flair to pet owners. Two existing character collections, Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse, and two new character collections, The Haunted Mansion and Star Wars, are set to debut when the store opens. Looks like Love Pop will also open its signature 3D paper sculpture greeting cards. If you are thinking I've heard of Love Pop, that was featured on Shark Tank a few years back, and, and they've really made it big. The former Little Mismatch store will become a temporary pop-up shop this holiday season. The Art of Disney presents Greg McCullough opening November 3rd, 2018, and it'll close January 1st. So that'll be the pop-up shop there. And then City Works, Eatery, and Poor House, a new restaurant and bar, will open next summer. It'll be located on the Disney Springs West Side next to the NBA Experience, which was formerly Disney's, um, wow, how can I, Disney Quest. I'm sitting there thinking, what, what, I know I used to go here. However, continuing on, the new parking garage uh, to open next year at Disney Springs. Uh, if you've driven past Shopping and Entertainment District recently, you probably would have noticed there's some rapid work going with the new parking garage. So they will now have three. This one will be called the Lemon Parking Garage, and it will provide about 3,000 additional parking spaces. 
And then last bit of news for Disney Springs, the second phase of the new look world of Disney is now open. More of the world of Disney is continuing to open. Uh, It's not completely reopened yet. They are still doing some renovations inside, but the second area is open. It was the former princess room and baby section. And it looks like it now carries a host of merchandise from Christmas decor, plush, t-shirts, hats, uh, you name it, you can find it in there. I believe the entire store will be complete late 2018, so keep your eyes peeled for that one. Uh, And then getting to our general and resort news, and this is the last topic of our news this evening, a new solar farm will be coming to Walt Disney World. Uh, Walt Disney World is set to open a new 50-megawatt solar power facility. It'll be capable of powering two parks before the end of the year, according to an article that was found in the New York Times. This move is designed to help Disney achieve its larger plan to reduce its net greenhouse gas emissions. Uh, 50% worldwide by 2020 compared to 2012. Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort uh, completes the old Port Royale refurbishments. So if, if you've been to the, I've actually, I went to the Disney Caribbean Beach to kind of see the construction when I was there last time, but they've reopened Banana Cabana, Centertown Street Market, and a new restaurant, Sebastian's Bistro. I've heard fantastic things about this restaurant. It is a Caribbean themed restaurant. Uh, it, it The view overlooks the water. It serves Latin and Caribbean themed dishes, including shrimp, skirt shake, uh, tamales. They have some pretty creative desserts as well. It's a single dining credit, and I've heard it's going to rival, I mean, some of the, the, the two dining credit din- dinners at Disney World. Of course, named after Sebastian the Crab, right? Correct. Correct. Now, I have the only complaint I guess I've heard, and it, it's, it's minute, and Disney is still in the process of theming this restaurant. It's not completely done, but some people said it's not as tropical as they, as they wished it would have been. It has, you know, white walls. One person compared it to like walking into an Apple store. I mean, it ain't called Under the Sea, right? Yeah, exactly. But I, I'll tell you, the I think the big fear here was Caribbean dishes have a lot of spices in them. And if you don't put the spices in, they may taste odd. But Disney's putting them in. And I mean, they're warning people, hey, this is going to have some some kick to it. But so far, so good. The restaurant's been open. By the time this episode releases, about a week, maybe a little longer. And every review I've seen or heard about, people loved it. Another big piece of news, Disney announces plans to build a nature-inspired resort at Walt Disney World. So it looks like Disney has confirmed its plans to build on the land between Wilderness Lodge and Fort Wilderness at Walt Disney World. Anytime you get a new resort, that's super exciting. Anything on that one, Pete? Good. And then the last bit of Disney news, it looks like the dates have been set for filming the 2018 ABC holiday specials that that are at Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Uh, You know, I'll tell you, this is something I watch every year. It brings a little bit of that Disney magic into your home. You get to see kind of behind the scenes of how they do some some stuff. There's cool performances. Uh, it looks like the filming will take place between November 7th and 11th. However, the filming of the parade will not be done at Walt Disney World. That, that'll be done at Disneyland. And the tickets will not be made available to guests for these performances. Uh, the cast members will fill the audience as extras. However, it could be possible where you could see some of the performances or the filming of them from guest areas throughout the park. So if you're at Disney November 7th to 11th, you know, I think they try to feature all four parks with at least one performance. So I don't know, maybe see if you can get the inside scoop and peek over. I know last year they had Darius Rucker. Uh, I can't remember. Maybe I think Nick Lachey hosted the show, actually, if I remember correctly. Um, they had some parade stuff, showed some how, how they decorate. Uh, it, it's really it's a really neat program on ABC. So I think that's all I had for the news, unless you have anything, Pete. Yeah, a couple of things. I think the big thing that we didn't really cover is that prices went up again. Well, I mean, this is kind of what we hit a couple episodes ago with the new pricing structure, but it is an increase. It is. So actually, 
this past week prices went up. We did we did talk about it, but uh, but but it did go up. The prices are set in advance, so it's not like they're going to be fluctuating day to day. But again, pr- tickets are going to be more expensive on based on how crowded Disney thinks the parks are going to be. And along with that, annual pass prices went up and parking prices went up as well. The other thing that we didn't cover, and this comes from Walt Disney World News Today, WDW News Today, uh, Galaxy's Edge opening date is expected to be a, like December 16th, 2019. I meant to cover that. I actually had that written down and I did not hit it. So they, and the way they've kind of figured this out is that Disney is letting people buy theme park tickets through December 16th, 2019 right now. So the expectation is that it will open between the 17th and the 20th, which technically are the last days of fall. Because again, Disney has said that Galaxy's Edge is going to open in fall 2019. Yeah, that's definitely the kicker. Uh, that they'll still fall into the fall 2019 window. But I, man, I'll be I'll be sad if we have to wait all the way until December of next year. But and it wouldn't surprise me if Disney jacks up prices for Hollywood Studios at least because of this. It actually wouldn't surprise me if they jacked up prices for every park because of this, but especially Hollywood Studios. I mean, once we once we get Galaxy's Edge, Tron, Guardians of the Galaxy, Ratatouille, once all that comes, guys, get ready for the price hike because it, it's going to be worth it. I mean, that, that's a ton of new stuff happening. Yep. But anywho, good piece of news, Pete. Yeah, sorry I missed that. Yeah, the, the Galaxy's Edge news was obviously monumental. <laughs> Yep. So a couple more things. Uh, there is going to be a holiday overlay at Toy Story Land this year. And I don't know exactly what it's going to entail. I know they're going to do some things with the characters. They're going to put up some lights, that kind of stuff. But there will be some kind of overlay at Toy Story Land for Christmas this year. And then they Disney has also filed a patent for a new roller coaster car technology to be used on the Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster. Just a couple, couple other pieces, but... I think that's about everything. Well, let's uh, let's take a break and hear from our sponsors, and then I guess it's time to time to dive into the topic, right? Yes, sir. We'll be right back. So your family is coming to Orlando, and the thought of lugging your stroller onto the plane isn't your idea of fun. But you're smart enough to know that conquering the theme parks of Orlando without a stroller for your kids could be a vacation killer. As parents ourselves, we get it. You're not asking for much. You just want the convenience of a clean, affordable stroller or crib delivered to your hotel or vacation home, ready to use. Welcome to Kingdom Strollers, a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. To book your stroller or crib, just click on the item you'd like to reserve and select the dates for your rental. We run a tight ship, so we will never overbook. Next, tell us where you're staying and choose the times for delivery and pickup. Then, choose from helpful free accessories like cooler bags and rain covers. It couldn't be easier. If you have any questions or concerns, you can check our FAQ page or just give us a call. We are always ready to answer your questions. Once you've placed your reservation, there's nothing left to do except count down the days until you're in sunny Florida. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and book your stroller or crib from Kingdom Strollers today. 
Destinations with Character Travel Agency is your one-stop shop for Disney vacations, cruises, and more. With clients ranging from the magic makers of Hollywood to the business executives of New York to families from all over the U.S., people trust the travel consultants of Destinations with Character to make their magical dreams a reality with the patience, care, and attention to detail they deserve. With over 50 years of experience in Disney and worldwide travel, are over 30 travel consultants trained to give the best prices and service possible. Destinations with Character has the tools to make the difference for you. Find out how to take the stress and hassle out of your vacation. Simply contact them to let the magic begin. Destinations with Character Travel, making dream vacations come true every single day. Visit their website at www.destinationswithcharacter.com or email them at info at destinationswithcharacter.com and be sure to tell them that the Mendu WDW podcast sent you. All right, so let's get right into our main topic for tonight. Again, we're going to be talking about, I think, my favorite time of year at the Disney Parks, and I know a lot of other people's favorite time of year at the Disney Parks as well, and that is Christmas time. I mean, the holidays in general, I think from the time, maybe the time they start doing Halloween is a bit too early for my liking, but once you hit October, I mean, October through January is an awesome time, no matter where you are. But it's especially awesome at Disney World. Well, for me, it's just tough to, to celebrate or to start celebrating Halloween when it's still 115 degrees outside. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to do that in August at Disney World. when they August 16th, I want to say, was like the first very or, um, not so scary this year. So, yeah, I agree with you. So, obviously, Halloween is, is a fun time at Disney World. But I, but I think we really are going to focus on Christmas time here. Like, like we said earlier... If you're planning a trip to Disney for Christmas time, it's it's really time to get kind of into planning mode and to decide what you want to see, what you want to do. And it's really important to have a plan. So, when do you go, when do you not go? Yeah, I think if it, when you when you talk about going to to Disney World for Christmas, decorations have to play a, a big part into that to really get you in the Disney feel. So, to start, I don't think you want to go before November 9th if you're trying to hit that Christmas swing because most park decorations will be in place uh well well, the holidays will start around november 9th with with very merry and then most decorations will be in place shortly after thanksgiving i mean the friday after thanksgiving so kind of funny you mentioned that i actually saw some pictures of hollywood studios today the decorations for christmas are already up it's just lights and things so it's not obvious that they're up but christmas decorations are already going up at hollywood studios it doesn't surprise me uh so in short, days to go are when Very Merry starts and then Black Friday and beyond uh, for, for really getting into that Christmas theme. But there are some days you want to avoid. There, sure. there definitely are. I think the earlier in November, the better for you. And look, this has changed a lot since I went to Disney at Christmas time. But but early November, really through Thanksgiving, I, I think is a great, great time to go. You do get some of that Christmas experience. It may not be cold. I mean, it's Florida. It's never going to get cold. But I do think that you uh, you really start to get that Christmas experience then, and the parks aren't going to be super packed. Yeah, no doubt. And and, and moving past that, you know, it, with the days he kind of named, two days you want to avoid if you're going to go in that window are Thanksgiving Day and Black Friday, the Friday right after Thanksgiving. And then really up until Christmas, early early December, up until Christmas, you're you're pretty much in the clear. Yeah, the first two weeks of December are great. Now, the the week before Christmas is kind of up for up for debate at this point. When I went, we went the week before Christmas, and the parks were were pretty much dead. They've gotten a little bit more crowded in the uh, in the past couple of years, but I think that's still a really good time to go. You do not want to go Christmas Day through New Year's Eve. 
or New, or New Year's Year, Day. Or I, New Year's I'll Day. Have that one all yeah. Day. Because, you know, Christmas Day is probably the most crowded day at the parks. New Year's Eve and New Year's Day are not much better. So you, you really want to avoid, and, and really that whole week between Christmas and New Year's is just wall-to-wall people. Yeah, I, I've seen, I have never been on Christmas Day or New Year's Eve. Now, I have I knew Pete had been on Christmas Day. I mean, Pete, Pete has a story where they actually were turning people away from Magic Kingdom because they were at capacity. Yeah, we, we were riding the bus from the resort, and as long as you're staying at a Disney resort, they will let you in. But they actually, and it was only 10 o'clock in the morning, they were cutting people off from, from parking in the parking lot because they were at capacity. Same thing at Epcot for New Year's. It got so crowded at Epcot that we, we were on the bridge from Future World to go over to World Showcase, and we could not move. There was a human traffic jam of people. Want to avoid, want to avoid that week and those couple of days in particular. Otherwise, you're not going to have a good time. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I have nothing more to add there except... You know, New Year's Eve, I've seen videos of it, and it looks like an absolute nightmare. I'm all for, I mean, I cannot imagine how much fun it would be to go through the World Showcase for New Year's Eve, but, you know, I am i don't know if I want to bite off of those kind of crowds. So a lot of the pavilions at World Showcase do have parties and nice black tie parties, but you have to reserve them so far in advance. It, it's, it's tough to do something like that if you don't live down there, and it's not just, you know, another another day on your annual pass for you. So let's talk about what you do when you go down to Disney. Well, I mean, obviously you want to do all four parks. You want to do Disney Springs and you want to do the resorts. And we can kind of dive into each of them individually. You know, I went the first week of December last year. And from a park standpoint, from a pure decorations, Christmas feel, I would say Magic Kingdom was definitely gave you the most Christmas decorations feel, atmosphere. Then surprisingly, Hollywood Studios was next. They have really ramped up their holiday decorations there. I have seen some leaked images of what they believe Toy Story Land will look like. It's going to look incredible. I'll tell you that if it's anything like the leaked images. And then Epcot and Animal Kingdom, they have Christmas decorations, but it's not as in your face as it is at Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. And you would expect that from Magic Kingdom, right? That's Absolutely. It's it's the most popular park. It's going to have the most decorations. I agree with you. I, Hollywood Studios does a lot for Christmas, more so than... Certainly, Animal Kingdom, Epcot. Epcot's getting up there. A lot of the a lot of the pavilions in the World Showcase will have Christmas decorations up, especially the American Adventure. You know, and they have the candlelight processional, which uh, which makes it really Christmassy feeling. But but definitely, Magic Kingdom is is going to be your best bet if you want to see Christmas decorations and see Disney decked out for the holidays. Yeah, and you know, one thing I learned on our December trip is Disney Springs and the resorts they're nothing to sneeze at. I mean, they bring it to Disney Springs has a couple different areas and we'll, we'll visit them later in the episode when we really dive into things to do. Uh, and then you go to the resorts and, you know, I'll tell you, most resorts have something, uh, whether it's to the nth degree, like some of the deluxe resorts are or not, there's something I'll tell you off the top of my head, contemporary Grand Floridian, Grand Floridian Boardwalk Inn and Beach and Yacht Club all do gingerbread displays. They are absolutely incredible. My my wife, my mom, and I, uh, we, we all spent time going through the resorts. You know, the monorail loop was obviously great. Going to the boardwalk is fun in general if you have some time to kill at Disney World. And I, for reference, these the gingerbread the gingerbread house in Grand Floridian had one thousand fifty pounds of honey, seven hundred pounds of chocolate, six hundred pounds of sugar, basically. 
35 pounds of spices, 800 pounds of flour, and 140 pints of egg whites. And finally, 180 pounds of apricot glaze uh, were used to make this gingerbread house. So these are not a small production. It's not a gingerbread house you would take into uh, to a school project. I mean, these are there are full-size human beings working inside most of these gingerbread houses. Yeah, and, and I would just say that the contemporary and the Grand Floridian, I think, go the most all out for Christmas. The other deluxe resorts definitely do a lot as well, but to me, they the contemporary and the Grand Floridian just kind of scream Christmas when you're when you're there at the holidays. Well, even like so, we didn't visit this, but Disney's uh, Wilderness Lodge, Animal Kingdom Lodge, which we did visit Animal Kingdom. They don't have gingerbread displays, but they have massive trees. They're fantastic looking. And Wilderness Lodge, if you get a, if you're over by Magic Kingdom and you have some time to kill, hop on a bus and go over there because it is extremely decked out for Christmas. So let's break down what there is to to see and do at, at all the various places at Disney World. So starting with Magic Kingdom, obviously I think this is the this is the place that most people are going to want to go. I mean, I, I I'll go ahead and start with Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. I have not been to Very Merry Christmas. Have done Not So Scary, which again is a very similar after hours hard ticket event to Not So Scary. But I think that both of us kind of recommend Very Merry, right? Yeah, I mean, I think in general, Christmas is my favorite holiday. I know it's one of the favorites for Pete as well. So Very Merry definitely hits my favorite list because of the holiday we're celebrating. But I, I personally think the snacks are better at Very Merry. You know, Christmas or uh, the Halloween party at Not So Scary, it's all like trick-or-treating. So it's a ton of candy. You know, kids love it. Uh, I, I still love candy myself, but... You know, not so scary. I, I think much more is for doing attractions and seeing the firework display, stage shows. Very merry. Attractions almost take a little bit of a back seat because you do have so many different treats. It snows on Main Street. The shows are great. The parade is, argue, in my opinion, the best parade at Disney World. The, the holiday Christmas parade that you'll see. I, I don't know. I just something special about it. And you still can do all the attractions. I mean, that that's still a part of it as well. And we did all the attractions and stayed until one and had an absolute, it was well, well worth the, the price of admission. Plus it snows on main street. Yeah. That's a, that's an interesting. That's huge. It, it's, it's, it, it's awesome. I mean, it's, it's, it's quite a sight. I wish it was real snow. I wish Disney did get some real snow during that time of the year, but you know, it's, it's cold enough where you can justify getting a hot chocolate because you're not sweating walking all over the park. The cookie, I mean, the cookies are incredible. And I'm, I'm sure it, you guys know if you're listeners, but it, it just in case you've never been to one, it's unlimited. So you can continuously go and get, you know, they have some coffees, they have some hot chocolate, all kinds of cookies. It's They're not going to say, no, you've already been through the line. I highly recommend the Snickerdoodle cookies. I visited that. I was a frequent there. So just like Mickey's Not So Scary, you do get in to the party before it starts. So at 4 p.m. you can start entering. Don't have to have a Magic Kingdom park ticket to go in that day. Uh, you can just enter with your uh, not or your very Merry Christmas party ticket. And and yeah, like you said, the rides kind of take a back seat here. Now, there will be a lot shorter wait times for the rides because there is all this other stuff going on. So what else do we have? I guess they've got the the Frozen stage show at the castle a couple of times a day. Yep. They do. It's like a 10 minute show up at the castle. And we watch that. Uh, obviously they have their big parade, uh, which we watch from Frontierland because my wife and I wanted to ride Splash Mountain. 
my mom wanted to get a good parade spot, and we caught some of the parade as we were going in and out of Splash Mountain, and some of the parade on our on our descent down into the Briar Patch. But the parade's fantastic. So there's also the Mickey's Most Merriest Celebration stage show. That that one's also there, absolutely. Uh, what else? You've got they have the, the Tomorrowland. Totally Tomorrowland Christmas. Yep. yep. Which and that's I, kind. It's I've kind not of like seen. a dance party. It's kind it? of like a kind of like a stage show. I mean, you have Buzz Lightyear, you have uh, Mike Wazowski from Monsters Inc., and you have Stitch. So you've got Club Tinsel, uh, which is at Cosmic Rays. Yeah, and Club Tinsel, you have Reindeer actually dancing. It's a, it's another dance party, and I don't remember if Sunny Eclipse pl- is. I think they actually take him out for that. Do they? Because they have they have a DJ in there. Mm, they should. It's extremely they should, loud. They should leave Sunny Eclipse in there. Yeah, we went in there to kind of check it out. Uh, they One of the quick service windows is still open. If you know, Cosmic Rays has like three of them, I believe. And you can get, you know, the, it's it's glassed in where Sunny Eclipse plays. So you can get to a quieter spot. We went in there and, and had something to eat, I believe. And you've also got characters, right? You do. Yeah, I mean, it's it, very similar to, to Not So Scary. You do have some rare, rare characters, characters too. Yeah, I mean, you've got, I know Moana's going to be there. I know you've got Jack Skellington is going to be there. And they're all in their Christmas outfits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, at Halloween, they all have their Halloween costumes on, and now they have their Christmas outfits on. So, you know, the characters are a big part of it. And one character in particular, one, you can see Santa Claus, but two, sometimes Santa Goofy is filling in for Santa Claus. But you so, can also see Sandy Claus because yes. Jack Skellington is in his Sandy Claus outfit. Absolutely. So you have a few variations of Santa. And then one attraction that kind of sticks out, uh, you know, Disneyland for Not So Scary does a massive, a big rework of Holly, of um, the Haunted Mansion. Well, Disney World uh, d- does a little bit of a rework on the Jungle Cruise, and that's actually called the Jingle Cruise during this time of the year. And so going through it, it's very Christmas themed. You'll, you'll find throughout the attraction that they've added some sort of a Christmas pop to to the animals that you see on your on your cruise so that's a really fun one i was really excited to do that it's still the same old funny jingle cruise but with funny with kind of christmasy themed jingles so did we determine if jingle cruise is coming back this year or not i think it is i know even when i went last year there were rumors that it would not be but i do believe it is coming back we'll stay posted on that If, if if we hear something differently we'll definitely share moving over i guess taking the monorail over to epcot what do we have at epcot i i think i already mentioned the candlelight processional Every night, or every couple of nights, I guess, they have a different guest speaker who kind of hosts this, right? Correct. I haven't looked at the list for this year. Let me see if I can let me see if I can find it real quick and see if we can just pull up a couple of the names. Gary Sinise is, of course, going to be there. I feel like he's there every year. Neil Patrick Harris, Whoopi Goldberg, Pat Sajak, Edward James Almos, Jody Benson, of course, voice of Ariel, Cal Ripken Jr., kind of random, Helen Hunt. Haven't heard that name in a while. So there are some... Uh, there's a very wide range of celebrity narrators at the Candlelight Processional this year, but but that's a really fun thing to do. Now, this this does not start until the end of November, so you you can't see this if you go at the beginning of November, but it is worth seeing if you're there. I think it runs from the end of November until New Year's Day or New Year's Eve or something like that. Is it November 22nd through? Yeah, November 22nd through December 30th. That's definitely the time frame. So what else at Epcot? You've got the Epcot Festival of the Holidays. I, I think this is just food and wine for Christmas, right? Yeah, and it's. I, I'll go ahead and tell you. I, we try to give you guys honest, unbiased opinions. It's not. It doesn't compare to food and wine. 
But they do still have some. They do still have some kiosks set up with some special foods, right? Yeah, and it's it's to a lesser degree, less kiosks and less you know pop up vendors, and then the offerings themselves don't don't blow you away. There are some unique drink offerings that we there, there was a couple that we really liked, and then there's a few food options, but not much. You know, if you're really wanting to take advantage of of the food and uh, of the world showcase, you know, food and wine is the best festival they have. Yeah, I agree with that. They have the holiday kitchens at the Epcot International Festival of the Holidays. I've seen a video on this. I've never personally been. Uh, you basically interact with with a highly regarded chef, uh, and and you can get in there and learn how to cook stuff. You can watch him or her cook things. Not something that necessarily interests me, but. Some people, if you're really, if if you have time to kill, I'm sure it's it's pretty valuable. And then there's typically a little bit of a holiday update to Illuminations, especially for New Year's Eve. There's a, a big overhaul there. It's a fantastic fireworks show. So that is something to take in as well if you're in the parks. And this will be your last year that you will be able to see Christmas Illuminations. So correct. So go see it if you uh, if you haven't. Anything else at Epcot? That's that's pretty much it for Epcot. Hollywood Studios. This is this is my second uh, my second park for a reason. I mean, they Hollywood is it because of Jingle really, Bell, Jingle Bam? Absolutely not. <laughs> I wish they they would not take the the Galactic Spectacular out. That's one of my favorite fireworks shows. However, Hollywood Studios, I think Disney they realize that it's limited right now as as a theme park. And last year they really stepped it up for Christmas. You know, they have a projection show each evening on Tower of Terror. It's uh, Sunset Seasons Greetings. It's a loop, so don't think it, there's only one showtime. It begins showing right about dark, and it, it loops through of a bunch of little Disney shorts with all the characters you would recognize. They do some funny things on Tower of Terror, and it snows on Sunset Boulevard. You know, typically Main Street's where you, where you feel you see the snow, but it snows on Sunset Boulevard as well. So I've, I, I, I've read that the nighttime show, the projection show, is going to be different this year. Yeah, and... I, if it's going to be different, I can't speak to it, obviously, but last year it was about a 15-minute loop, and I know when my wife and I were going to go ride Rock and Roller Coaster a few times, my mom just kind of found a seat. And and, and this leads directly into Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam. Correct. And and my, only com- my main complaint outside of that I like Galactic Spectacular better is Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam's timing, last year at least, and Fantasmic's timing intersected with each other, so you had to kind of choose. And we chose right. We chose Fantasmic, but I'm sure so many poor souls picked Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam, and missed a better show. So Disney, if you if you're listening, if there's any way you could back up Fantasmic or or do something to allow people to watch both, would be greatly appreciated. And you can, of course, book a holiday dessert party for Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam. I wouldn't waste your money on that. You know. I know I've had I've I had to come off my opinion a little bit with one of our listeners sharing just kind of the reasoning behind dessert parties from his point of view with his family and kids and if it were a good show I would agree. So but. so let me say I don't feel as strongly against dessert parties as I once did, but I think there are better shows at Disney World to spend your money on. If you are gonna go the dessert party route, choose a choose a different fireworks show. Now, yeah, Pete alluded to this earlier. Toy Story Land. There will be a there will be a holiday overhaul there. What that's going to entail, no one knows yet. But if if it's anything close to where the theming level has been so far for that land, and what has been rumored for the theming, I think it's going to be fantastic. Now, keep in mind this is a small area. 
So similar to like when you're going down Sunset Boulevard, when they have this this show going on Tower of Terror, a lot of people stand and watch, and it makes it kind of congested. Toy Story Land is going to be extremely congested because if there's any holiday, you know, videos or there's decorations, people walking slow through there, there's not a ton of room to maneuver. But I imagine it's going to be awesome. I would agree with that. And in the same token, they do have decorations up on, on Sunset Boulevard. They will have decorations up around Echo Lake there. I think the dinosaur gets a giant hat, right? There is a giant, sand, oh, a dino-sized Santa hat. You know, they have ornaments floating in the lake. They have a, a ton of different stuff on light poles over there. You know, it's over by sci-fi and, or not sci-fi, I'm sorry, fi- uh, 50s primetime and Hollywood and Vine. Well, and speaking of Hollywood and Vine, Hollywood and Vine will update their menu to a holiday-themed. I'm sure that the characters there will all have on their holiday attire, so you could have a dinner party with them at Hollywood and Vine. Also, Santa Claus will be at Hollywood Studios uh, from November 9th to December 24th, and then Santa Goofy will be there from December 25th to December 31st. Yeah, Santa Goofy's always a a fan favorite, and who doesn't love Goofy? Well, it's my mom's favorite character, fun fact. Not a, not a good time to be there. And then Animal Kingdom, not a ton here. Yeah, Animal Kingdom doesn't have a ton. They will be adding some Diwali touches to its uh, to the Up, a Great Bird Adventure show, which is a Hindu celebration like with lights. Correct, yep. You'll, you'll obviously see the animal theme tree at the entrance, and they will add some stuff there. Mickey and Minnie will have their holiday outfits on at the Adventures Outpost if you'd like to visit them there. You can find also Santa Goofy, Baloo, King Louie, Donald, Chip and Dale around the park in their holiday's finest. And then if you stop by the Tusker House restaurant, they have an African marketplace made out of gingerbread. So while you cannot see gingerbread at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, you can hop right into Animal Kingdom and see an African marketplace. So like we like we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, in ranking uh, from most Christmas to least Christmas, Magic Kingdom, followed by Hollywood Studios, then Epcot, and then Animal Kingdom. And I'd say Animal Kingdom's a distant fourth there. You know, I would throw Disney Springs ahead of Animal Kingdom if you really, and the resorts for that matter, from a pure Christmas standpoint. Moving yeah, over moving to, to Disney, Springs. Disney Springs. Yeah, I there's a lot here. And, you know, not Disney Springs is obviously a little bit different than the parks, but, but they do kind of go all out for Christmas at Disney Springs. Yeah, I mean, from the entertainment, the shopping, dining areas, they'll have festive decor, fun photo opportunities. There's another chance to meet Santa. Not Santa Goofy. This one's just Santa. Uh, they'll have holiday carol, uh, people doing holiday Christmas carols, toy soldiers, stilt walkers, performers, holiday dance parties. Disney Springs has seriously improved recently. Uh, and then one of the biggest things is the, and we did this, the Disney Springs Christmas Trail. Uh, it, it In the past, it's showcased about 15 extremely impressive, very decorated Disney-themed trees. It's right outside Once Upon a Toy. There's an interactive holiday dance party. There's some pin trading. There's, you know, beautiful trees that are lit nightly. And the event's free. So it was, we had extra days and you'd, you'd be on the bus or throughout Disney Springs and they had just seen this. I mean, it, it, it really is Disney magic at its finest there. And it's free, which is nice. Well, and you never know when Disney's going to pull something out like, what was it, two years ago that they had the drone show? Correct. Yep. Yeah. So you never know when something like that's going to come out. Unfortunately, that has not returned and they haven't announced anything, but they didn't really announce anything when it started either. No, it just kind of happened. It just kind of happened. So who knows? Maybe you see something like that this year as well. Certainly. We can certainly hope so. Yeah. And then, you know, last part of the episode, we kind of compiled some general tips for you because there are some important things to be aware of if you're doing Disney during the holidays. As magical and fantastic as it can be, you know, I'll go ahead and tell you up front. 
pack your patient pants. I mean, you, you need to be ready to be very patient. Well, look, and it's, you know, these, I don't think that anything here is going to be super different than what we, the advice that we always give. But I think it's good to reiterate some of these things, especially around the holidays, because like, like we said, it can be very busy, very crowded at times. So as always, we will start with fast pass reservations and dining reservations. You have to make these in advance, especially if you're going during those busy times. You need to get there during your window. You know, you need to start booking these when your window opens. Have everything planned out as soon as you can. My trip was a poor example of how busy it actually was because now, and we went first week of December, so it was it was a little slower. But as you get to those busier times, you're not going to be able to walk in and get a, a dining reservation and pick up a fast pass for flight of passage. I mean, you can't do that in general. So why would Correct. you be able to do it when it's crazy busy? Correct. But expect, look, if you don't plan a trip until late and you don't get fast pass reservations, expect to not get what you want. I mean, it's just, we kind of we kind of preach to, to keep pounding on it and to keep going. But unfortunately, in a situation like that, where it's that busy, you, you may not get anything. Yeah. And while, and while we're visiting the fast pass topic and Pete hitting you with the, we always preach to keep, you know, keep pounding away. I want to give a shout out to one of our listeners, Donald's other nephew uh, is is his Twitter name, and he shared a story with us. He was listening to one of our episodes that was tips and tricks for how to get fast passes, and he said best advice he's ever received. You know, he, he was listening to episode 38, talked about to continually try to get fast passes, and you know, it, he called it a dream come true that he got a flight of passage fast pass, and you know, he'd been working for two months, and it, he you know, he kind of said my quest is over, so. That's a great example of, of persistence in the fast pass market, but we've probably beat that beat that to death. So, uh, uh, two other quick ones: arrive early, stay late. You know, we always talk about being in the park for the maximum number of hours. Keep in mind the hours are restricted uh, as you get into these months. The parks close earlier. They often have hard ticketed events. So, arrive early and stay late, and then have a plan. Yeah, that's extremely important. But you're going to have to be flexible with it because this time of the year things come up pivot. I'll give you one example. When we were there in December, we had a fast pass for Cali River Rapids. I was just popping around on the app. More fast passes open for Flight of Passage. I, the whole group was flexible there. We were flexible enough to wait standby for Cali River Rapids and then go use the fast pass for Flight of Passage. And that sounds like a no-brainer, but you know, to have a whole group that was willing to just, you know, it wasn't a that can't be a decision where you where you you argue. <laughs> you have to kind of do it now or or miss out on it. No, I agree. I would also say you want to go for as many days as possible during the holidays, just because there are so many things to do both inside the parks and outside the parks. Same token as that. Take a break from the parks, go to Disney Springs, go to the resorts, do all those extra things because Disney really does a lot outside the parks that you'll never see if you're, if you're just stuck in the parks the whole time. Uh, you know, one, we'll always tell you to go to Disney as long as you can. We don't often tell you to leave the parks. That's not part of our MO, really. But I, it opened my eyes last year when I took a few days extra before, you know, t- I think it was two days before we started with our park tickets and really explored, you know, just a couple hours a day, you know, resorts, Disney Springs, and open your eyes and see all the decorations and the fun stuff. So good point there, Pete. If you can add a couple extra days front end or back end of your trip, it's well worth it. Yep. You know, avoid during your park days, avoid leaving the parks, avoid going back to the room, avoid park hopping, because all you're doing is you're wasting your time in the parks. You know, it's, we've said this many times, you are minimum of 30, 30 to 40 minutes going from park to park. 
Yep, at least and, that's that's perfect and, timing for buses. Unless you're unless you're hopping on the monorail, but even then, you're still thirty minutes. You know, another thing that I had to continually remind myself, my wife, my mom, set a souvenir budget. We all start to feel like we can give a little more during the holidays, and that's great. I don't want to talk. I, you know, generosity is fantastic, but Disney souvenirs are expensive, and if you don't go in with a souvenir budget, uh, you know, you could end up buying. A ridiculous amount of souvenirs. And my wife and I, we tried to bring, you know, we wrapped our Christmas gifts and our vacation gifts kind of in one for our families. And it was great. We, we had we had a budget. We stuck to it. But it's tough because you see this, you see that. You're like, oh, I love this shirt. I love this pen. I love this Disney item. You know, whatever it is. Whatever your toothpick holder. You know, that's what they call them in Disney World. If all my Disney fans will probably know what I'm referring to. It's a shot glass. They do not ring it up as a shot glass. It'll show a receipt as a toothpick holder. But anywho. Yeah, set a souvenir budget. Uh, another one that probably doesn't get discussed nearly as much as it needs to is dine during the off-peak hours. And what I mean by that is it's always important, but especially when it's packed in a park, don't go eat at 12 and 6 for dinner. I mean, can you eat a late dinner? Can you eat a late lunch? Can you eat an early lunch? Can you eat a late breakfast and skip lunch? I mean, there's all kinds of ways to maximize your time in the park, maximize how quickly you can get in and out of a restaurant, and continue to enjoy all that Disney magic. And to go along with that, know when the parades are, know when the shows are, because that can really impact wait times on rides. That can really impact availability for dining, quick service meals, how long that's going to take. Know when those parades are, know when those shows are. And then lastly, never pass up a short bathroom line in China. But especially in China. Especially in China. But for the for the when it when the park is busy and especially during the holidays. If you see a short bathroom line, go ahead and go to the bathroom because they do back up. And that's if you go on a trip with Pete, he'll tell you what every single minute inside the park costs. So you would be sitting there. Oh, I've been in the bathroom waiting in line 10 minutes. This cost me X amount of dollars. So those are just some general tips. Again, I mean, that's stuff we share pretty frequently, but you do have a couple new items that are specifically geared toward the holiday season at Disney World. God, and don't pass up those China bathrooms. Ever. Even if you just want to go bask in their glory, I think it's time. I think it's time we move home from the bathroom. <laughs> All right, but I guess just to sum it up, look, we both like the holidays a lot at Disney World. There is a ton of stuff to do. You've just got to plan in advance, and and you, there are certain days to avoid at the parks. So by all means, that is not a reason to avoid Disney for the holidays. If you if you plan in advance, and if you if you choose the right time, you can have a fantastic time. I know Tom did. Absolutely. And we have, you know, Destinations of Character Travel to help you and Kingdom Strollers if you need a stroller. So don't forget them if you're going down for the holiday season. All right. With that, let's go ahead to the secret and trivia question for the week. What do you got this week? So I got a did you know for the secret of the night. Did you know that Disney's Saltwater Aquarium in the Seas with Nemo and Friends was at one time the largest in the world? I believe it lost that title when Georgia opened their aquarium in Atlanta in 2005. However, here's the mind-boggling stat. If you skimmed just one inch of water off the top of the entire aquarium, you would fill an entire standard swimming pool. I don't think people realize how big that aquarium is. That's pretty large. So, I mean, we've we've had tons of different stats. You know, you can fit Spaceship Earth inside the aquarium uh, with room to spare. Yeah, one inch of water off the top of the aquarium, you would fill an entire standard swimming pool. So I thought that was kind of cool. I came across that in one of my Disney secret books that I have. Uh, and now going to the trivia question from two weeks ago. No no comment that you have multiple Disney secret books? 
you know, people have given to given them to me as gifts. Sure. Um, I believe you. We're going to go to our Disney trivia question from two weeks ago and then visit this week. So two weeks ago, it was how much money does Walt Disney World spend per day to run their entire operation? It was $13 million bucks a day. So That's crazy. We, we talk about price hikes. That's why, guys. Their, their operations costs are not going down. Uh, moving on to the trivia question this week. Of course, you can tweet us at Podcast on Twitter. Or you can email us at mendowdw at gmail.com with your answers to the trivia question. This is a fun one. I'm curious. Well, off the air, I'm going to see if Pete knows the answer. Throughout, if you're a listener of our podcast, throughout our podcast, it's been well documented that we love the Utilidors and Magic Kingdom. And of course, the Utilidors are an underground tunnel system uh, in the Magic Kingdom where Disney workers will travel, they will store things, uh, and most park visitors don't even know they exist. So obviously, throughout Magic Kingdom, you're walking on the second floor. But can you tell me the other place in Disney World that is not actually on the ground level either uh, and houses Utilidors under you as well? Again, another place in the in Disney World. I'll give you a hint. It's not anywhere in Magic Kingdom. In Disney World where there are a, another ground level under you where you're actually on the second floor. Uh, again, you can tweet us at Podcast or email us at mendowdw at gmail.com with your answers or your guesses because this one's a tough one. All right, anything else for tonight? That's it for me. Cool. Well, that's all we've got for this week. Please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on the Twitter at Podcast. If you have any suggestions, questions, or comments, please tweet us or email us at mendowdw at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have, your time. We'll see you next week.